Hi, I'm Annie Fitzsimmons. I'm your Washington Realtors Legal Hotline lawyer. This is an episode in our debrief series. This series is intended for designated brokers and other brokers within your firm who are leaders and trainers. This episode is going to answer a couple of questions that I've been receiving often, both on the hotline and in classes, as brokers think about implementing the agency law changes that take effect on January 1st, 2024. And the two questions I wanna answer are, are these two. Number one, I've always heard commissions have to be negotiable, and yet now I'm being told that firms, designated brokers, can set minimum compensation requirements for the broker's license to the firm. How can it be true that commissions have to be negotiable and a firm can set a minimum compensation requirement? And the other issue I wanna cover is a question that brokers are having uh, regarding how is it that we can give good advice to sellers about the compensation that sellers might wanna offer to buyer brokers. What should our advice to sellers sound like? Okay, first question. Brokers for, for generations in our industry, in light of antitrust concerns, brokers have been taught that commissions are negotiable. We always tell consumers that commissions are negotiable and there's no truer statement. Commissions are always negotiable. And what that statement means, and this is where brokers are getting confused, what that statement means is that when we are, I'm sorry, when you as listing brokers are talking to sellers about compensation that sellers should offer to buyer brokers, it's always negotiable. There is no set amount that a listing broker can tell a seller a seller must offer to a buyer broker. We all know by this point that sellers are not required to offer compensation at all. And if they do offer compensation, then it is completely up to the seller how much the seller offers. The other broad meaning to the notion that commissions are always negotiable is that within the industry, there's no set amount. There's no typical commission. There's no required commission. There's no, I won't work for you unless you pay this amount or offer this amount to buyer brokers. None of those bold rules apply across the industry meaning ABC Realty may charge X percent and, and XYZ Realty may charge Y percent, and that is wholly appropriate because there is no required or typical commission amount across the industry. That said, it is entirely appropriate. If designated broker chooses to do so, it is entirely appropriate for a designated broker to establish within your own firm a minimum compensation amount that you will charge a consumer for the provision of your brokerage services to that consumer. So make no mistake, what that means is that when you're a listing firm, you can set a minimum compensation amount that the seller will pay the listing firm. When you're a buyer agency firm, you can set a minimum compensation amount, <clears throat> excuse me, you can set a minimum compensation amount that your firm will require a buyer to pay 
in exchange for your buyer broker services. You cannot, as a listing firm, set a minimum compensation amount that a seller must offer to a buyer broker, but you can absolutely set a minimum commission amount that a consumer will pay to your firm in exchange for your firm providing real estate brokerage services to that consumer. That takes nothing away from the notion that that commissions are always negotiable. Across the industry, they are. No two firms may ever decide collectively what they will charge as industry members. Commissions are negotiable within the industry. The second topic that I want to cover in this debrief episode is the question of what listing brokers can or should say to a seller when giving the seller advice about whether the seller is going to offer compensation to a buyer broker, and if so, in what amount. Because listing brokers seem to be a little paralyzed in the notion that they're not allowed to tell sellers that sellers must offer compensation, true, and that even if seller wants to offer compensation, they're not allowed to say, seller, you have to offer X or Y amount to the buyer broker, also true. So if both of those are true, then what can or should a listing broker say to the seller, recognizing that the seller needs advice on this topic? And I think that's where the answer to this question begins. Listing broker, remember why you're sitting at the seller's kitchen table. You're sitting at the seller's kitchen table because they know that they need you, that they have a problem to solve. They need to sell their house. They don't have a buyer. They don't know how to attract a buyer. And then they don't know how to take care of all of the other steps along the way. But let's start at the very beginning. They don't know how to attract a buyer. We need you for that listing broker. What do we need to do? And so every listing broker sits down at the seller's kitchen table, recognizing that that's the problem they have to solve for seller. And if they can't solve that problem, seller's not going to hire them. So listing brokers vying to be the listing broker for seller comes prepared to that meeting with a, a broker's price opinion or a CMA, MBA, something like that to establish the value, uh, uh, approximate list price that seller should consider when listing their house. Listing broker comes prepared with good ideas about what the seller needs to do to potentially change the physical features of the property, clean up the yard, declutter the house, paint the walls, change the carpet, whatever it might be. Listing broker, potential listing broker comes with good suggestions about that. And then the third category, and there's probably many others, recognize, you know, I get to live in the ivory tower. I don't get listings uh, in order to pay my bills like you all do. So there's probably lots of other stuff that you cover also. The ones that occur to me as a hotline lawyer is pricing, physical features, and then incentives. Seller in a market where properties aren't flying off the shelf like they were in yesterday's market, where you might have to work a little harder to attract a buyer, what kind of incentives can you offer to attract a buyer? One that seems maybe even too obvious to mention, although I always seem to mention it, is uh, financing. What, what kind of financing are you going to offer, seller? Are you going to offer VA and FHA financing? And again, I say this, it seems so obvious because so many sellers just off the cuff include VA and FHA, and maybe that makes sense to do, but when a seller offers VA or FHA financing and buyer takes them up on that offer, that necessarily means that seller is going to be paying some of buyer's closing costs. So, buy, so sellers really shouldn't be offering VA and FHA financing with it, 
without at least recognizing that aspect of making the offer. But then to that end, seller, would you like to offer to pay some or all of buyer's closing costs? Would you like to offer to pay points to reduce buyer's interest rates? Would you like to offer to pay some or all of buyer broker's compensation? Because after January 1st, seller, there are three things we're gonna know about every single buyer that comes to purchase your property. Number one, we know they're gonna have to pay a down payment in order to buy property. Number two, they're gonna have to pay closing costs in order to purchase your property. And number three, after January 1st, every buyer who comes to us wanting to purchase your property seller is either going to be unrepresented or they are going to already owe compensation to their buyer broker. So in days past, in, in generations past seller, buyers have saved for months, sometimes years in order to come up with a down payment and maybe money to pay their closing costs. But until now, buyers have never contemplated having to save in order to pay their buyer broker because historically, the real estate industry has operated with sellers making offers of compensation to a buyer broker or to the buyer in order to pay the buyer broker as part of seller's initial offer of the property on the market. Our industry may be changing so that sellers are not as routinely making that offer. And the other part of our industry that has changed based on state law is that every buyer now comes to the seller with a buyer agency agreement already in place unless that buyer is unrepresented. That means every buyer who comes to purchase your property is gonna owe three buckets of money instead of one. Down payment, closing costs, and buyer broker compensation. So seller, when you're thinking about how to make your property marketable, and by that we mean attractive to a potential buyer, what can you do to help the buyer get over those initial financial hurdles so they can actually close the transaction and buy your property. Count on buyers to come up with their own down payment or a lender program that, that reduces their down payment that's required. Some buyers may ask you to assist them with paying their closing costs. But, but seller, more buyers than not are going to be looking to a seller to pay some or all of their buyer broker compensation. If you wanna offer an incentive, this might be something you wanna think about. And if you decide you wanna offer buyer broker compensation, it is 100% your choice if you do or you don't. If you choose to offer buyer broker compensation, what amount will you offer? Seller, I can't tell you that amount. I can tell you what I, charge as a buyer broker when I'm representing a buyer. Here's what I charge. I can also show you seller the comparables that I brought to establish the value of your property. When we establish the value using the broker price opinion model, that relies on us looking at the sale price on some recently closed properties that are similar to yours. I've also brought in some competitors of yours in the market. What are some similarly similar homes? Where are they priced that are still on the market today? Looking at all of these comparables sellers, whether they're recently closed or they're still on the market, what are these sellers offering as incentives? 
Are any of them offering to pay closing costs? What are they offering in the terms of financing that's available? What, if anything, are they offering as buyer broker compensation? Seller, this is what we're seeing in the market. And let seller pick. Brokers sometimes ask me, is it okay if I show the seller the buyer agency agreement and the provision that's embedded in the boilerplate language of the buyer agency agreement? Every buyer age, every buyer is going to see this provision that asks, buyer, do you want your agent to show you properties if the seller has offered no compensation? Every buyer is going to answer that question and give instruction to their broker around that issue when they sign a buyer agency agreement. Seller, how does that impact your decision of whether or not to offer compensation? One of the questions I sometimes get in response to this dialogue with brokers is, well, what if a seller says, I'm just not gonna offer any compensation, period, no matter what? Should I just walk away from that seller and say, I'm sorry, I can't list your property? That's, that's always a shocking question to me when I hear it. I can't imagine that would be a listing broker's response. Is that, is, does a listing broker walk away from a listing because a seller wants to overprice a listing or says, no, I'm not going to mow the front lawn? Well, maybe taken to an extreme, if you know that you just can't sell seller's property, then you don't choose to take the listing. But more often than not, I suspect you try to coach the seller into a good decision. If seller wants to overprice their property, what kind of advice do you give the seller? Do you, do you give a seller a chance to overprice it and then come back to reality if that doesn't work? I suspect most of you do. If a seller says, I'm not going to offer any compensation at all, okay, seller, that's, that's fine. That's a perfectly adequate approach to start. Can I ask that you keep an open mind so that if a buyer comes to you and asks as part of the terms of their offer that you would pay compensation to their buyer broker? Keep an open mind and consider that as an option when the offer is presented. So designated brokers, trainers, be prepared to, to help listing brokers figure out how to have this conversation. Of course, everything that I've said here as a suggestion is just that. It's just a suggestion. Those of you who do this every day, you make a living doing this, you probably have even better ideas about what this conversation should sound like. Listing brokers, though, need help right now getting over what, uh, what feels to be a little bit of paralysis around the idea that they, are, that they can have a robust conversation with the seller. And in fact, sellers need listing brokers to have this conversation with them, to give the seller the good advice that seller needs from a listing broker in order to be able to successfully market seller's home. But listing brokers need to be able to get over this fear that they're just not allowed to say anything to the seller. That, of course, is a ridiculous notion. They're, they are allowed to say something. In fact, seller requires them to say something. If, if listing broker is going to go there zip-lipped and not give the seller advice on a crucial issue like this, then, then what does seller need listing broker for? So designated brokers, help your listing brokers to understand the importance of the advice they give and certainly the fact that they can and should give this advice around this topic. If you have questions on this, anything else, reach out to me. I want to be as much of a support. Washington Realtors wants to be as much of a support to all of you as you are working with the brokers in your office as possible through what is definitely a challenging time, but within months, we're going to look back on it. I know we are and say, oh, was that difficult? 
It just seems like the way it's always been. Let me know if you need help. WARealtor.org. Follow the links to the legal hotline. Thank you for being a Washington Realtors member.